2: Utah, give me two. What's up, everybody? Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We're live here. Robbie Baseball, Big Gentle Ben, and Michael Gauvier. MJ Gauvier on Twitter. Robbie Baseball, one. Numerical one, as we just talked about. Ah. It's important to distinct between two and Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast, two L's. Utah, two Z's. Give me two. Today, it's about the Tigers, Dodgers, and Mets. It's the series we call the next big three. We've been doing it. This is our third year, and we're really excited about how it's been going. We're getting some real nice feedback and views on the YouTube side and, of course, on the podcast side. I am excited to talk about my Bozo Tigers. Are they Bozo Tigers still? When will I remove the moniker Bozo and just call them my Detroit Tigers? I think we're all wondering when that might happen, but we're going to dive in. The top three, the next big three, we'll get Robbie and Benz for all three of these teams, Tigers. Mets and Dodgers that's the order we're going to do it in case you're wondering so if you're watching this video later hopefully it'll have chapters on it I am obsessed guys right now because even I forget when we did the show last time to do the time codes I'm 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 going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to write it down I'm going to write them down I
0: Okay I got, there go. I got hey. pen and paper right here
2: shocking news yes that's very shocking but uh yeah so we're going to dive into the Tigers first uh, I will say I was looking at the Tigers and I'm very excited to talk about them. There's also a really good show I'd like to plug real quick called Motor City Metrics, which is Rogelio Castillo, my guy in Detroit, and Chris Brown. These guys, they go on the road. They go to Erie, AA. Uh, this year, Lakeland, uh, the Flying Tigers, which is one of the coolest logos in all the minor leagues, will be having cameras this year. So we'll be able to see uh, full access of the... Single A team for the Tigers as well. So I'm really excited about that, Ben. And I didn't know if that's a universal thing across single A or not, or if it's, you know, team specific.
1: They're working on it. It's, it's, I don't remember what year the, it's supposed to be done by, but it is supposed to, they, they have a, that was part of when major league baseball took over the minor leagues. There's a reason why certain organizations lost like their double a team like certain minor league towns and it's because frankly it's because they didn't have a park that was worthy um, huh. according to major league baseball and that would be too expensive to upgrade the combination right. of both um one of the things i've noticed uh watching just watching brave stuff mississippi used to have like Somebody had just gotten done doing a Dave Matthews concert in the outfield, and that was what you were seeing from their center field camera. Um, if you <laughs> ever experienced a Dave Matthews kind,
2: I've never it, been to yeah. one. I, I know what they okay. do there, though. It's pretty, yeah, jam it's, bandy type yeah. crowd.
1: Well, but yeah, and there's there's often uh, a very definite haze in the air. Um, exactly, that's the jam band so, haze. Yeah, and but. That has been cleaned up a lot in the Mississippi Braves feed. And it's still from center field. I think they probably still can upgrade their camera significantly. That's putting it mildly. But they've done a really nice job of improving it. But they're doing that all around. And the the tough one that they had was Florida. Because a lot of these old Florida parks really need to be upgraded. But if you get rid of that whole league, you're in big trouble. Because... And so I think they had Bradenton was the, maybe the only one in the Florida state league the first year. And now they're going to have, I think three or four this year in the, in the FSL that'll be, that'll have cameras. So we're getting there. We're getting to where, well, for sure this year, one of the things I'm really excited about is if you watch MILB TV, every, uh, league so like the carolina league this you know south atlantic league all of those in a ball the california league all of them are going to have at least one team that has a camera okay and so you'll be able to see something in every single league which is i've never been able to see that watching minor league baseball so that's really cool hell yeah robbie excited about that or what
0: Sure, let's crack one out for minor league baseball having cameras. Um, I remember, I remember trying to find uh, what was it three years ago, maybe no, it was pre COVID. Uh, you used to be able to watch every MLB team, you know, all the time. It was great, there's always a free MLB game, so you just need to have the MLB.com app to get free baseball, MLB baseball every day, and it's and it's glorious. Um, but what happened here in uh, the great white north was They took away Rogers, the evil conglomerate that owns the Blue Jays, took away our ability from nationwide to watch a Blue Jay game if you had the app. So I didn't have Sportsnet cable when we moved to our new house. We didn't get cable, but I had MLB.com and then I bought the MILB package so I could watch all sorts of Blue Jay prospects, whatever. I just couldn't watch them play, which is the dumbest thing ever. Um, And I know a lot of people in Canada feel the same way I do because you you have to have a monthly sports package or cable to get it. So I love it, but I watch way more minor league and like rant, like random times I'm up and home from work and all that stuff, West coast baseball than I do Mm -hmm. anything around. So, I mean, the more cameras, the better. I don't care if it's one, like you said, but as long as I got something so I can like put a swing or a throw to a name, I'm a happy guy. Yep.
2: Yay. All right, well, go Tigers. We're going to talk about Detroit Tigers here. And we always give you in this series, real simple, the top three from Robbie and Ben. And then we give you the next big three. And of course, will be ancillary prospects and people in the minor leagues or maybe international prospects, all kinds of side items. Will come your way, no doubt about it. Go tiger! Press that button, plenty. I am obviously there's my tiger <laughs> shirt, so I got my new tattoo. So now I'm branded for life. I'm married forever yes, now. Congratulations,
0: never... by the yeah. way. Yeah. I hey. saw it hey. uh, yeah,
2: thank you very Yay. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it.
1: Can't trust
2: it! Oh, come on. Of course I can trust it. Marriage is a sacred bond. But, uh, yeah, we got the live chat here, too.
1: (laughs) Jump in the live chat. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
2: yep. Mike's in the live chat with Teddy here. Teddy, talk dirty to me. Ted is just throwing out Kobe Mayo will be an elite first round or first by next year's draft. I assume he's saying a first rounder in fantasy. That's what he's implying there. We're not talking Orioles today. And if you missed the Orioles episode, we did that already. Plus, we did a bonus show with Eric Birdland. Uh, Shout out to Eric. Eric Garfield is an elite Baltimore Orioles prospect insider. He's on the ground in Florida. He's always there. It was a really good show. So check that out on YouTube feed or on our podcast feed if you prefer audio over video. We are not attractive, so I can understand why you prefer audio (laughs) over video. So let's get into the... I'll speak for myself. You're obviously you guys are very sexy. Um, no say, my mom thinks you. I'm
1: cute. So we're going to get on your face <laughs> and point out your fault.
2: Yeah, that's not very nice. All right. So Detroit top three, who wants to go first here, Robbie or Ben right now?
1: Oh, I'll give you the top three here. Quick. Um, okay. I I think it's pretty universal. It's Jackson, Job, Max, Clark, Colt, Keith are the typical guys you see as the top three within the system. So um, I guess I don't really know where we if if there's any particular guys we want to talk about. Uh, one thing that I want to bring up, those three guys. I'm working on a an, an averaging thing that talk that goes through all the different top 100 lists and kind of puts them together and sees who an uh, aggregate. Yes, an aggregate I for it. The aggregates. <laughs> and um, so far, I have five of them. I'm not supposed to have. F- one of the ones that i do but that's okay um and we're just waiting yeah we're just waiting on fan graphs and then i'll have the six quote-unquote major ones that i i tend to like to use right now those three guys that i mentioned have an average of 20.2 17 and 29.6 across the five lists that i have okay so that's pretty impressive those are all three top 30 prospects right there So one more time, that was Clark, who and who? That was uh, Max Clark, Jackson Job, and Colt Keith.
2: Any objections, Robbie, on your side for the Detroit Top 3? Yeah, because this is,
0: you know, I'm living in a fantasy world and I'm a fantasy girl. Uh, Sawyer Gibson Long is my number Ah. three. And I've got Keith and Jackson Job as my one-two. The scouting report on Colt Keith is super sweet and simple. 2020 fifth-round pick. And now he's going to be an MLB. Um, now he's boring because he signed and he's going to play. The thrill is gone. Um, uh, although
1: he's Colt Keith, the uh, word that's already come out is he will be playing second base in spring. Yep. So that's a that's a big. What I will say is that that might lead into our the next big three guys that we end up talking about. But because I think there is still going to be a significant opening at third base. For opening day for Detroit. But, oh boy. Okay. I like Colt Keith is going to be fun. He's yeah. going to be a fun player to watch.
2: At the big yeah, and contract extension. It, so. it does. You're right. And Colt Keith just signed the extension last month. This is February where we're doing this. So that's exciting. Colt Keith's getting a lot of buzz across fantasy, in my view, outside of just Detroit right now. He's getting pumped up a lot. So it's probably getting more expensive to get a hold of him. Uncle Ted says, how long before Chad GPT picks everyone's teams? The ProJet GPT is a must read. Yeah, maybe we should try that. Why don't we do a Chad GPT mock draft?
1: Is that possible? We'll, we'll see if we can pull that off. Um, hey, Maybe maybe that's the new NFC rebrand. <laughs> did, did you see that today? They did a re- rebrand today on yeah. Twitter. So, or, I actually... Or whatever, yeah.
2: I know something else besides why that happened, but I can't say it on the air. So. Yeah. Uh, no. Thomas Sigis is, is better you, than Colt Keith. join the Patreon. Sorry, yeah, there you go. You the, the Discord. The, Patreon. So the Discord is free. The, the Patreon. Free? Get All. past the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All in the description here. Thomas Sigis is better than Colt Keith, says Uncle Ted. So there you Oy. go. You can we'll share get, your own opinions here in the live chat, I, obviously. Yes.
1: I like Sagis a lot. We'll talk about him when we get to the Cardinals. I, I think he's a very fine ball player, but I don't agree with that. So Okay. So
2: those are the top three. Robbie, why don't you start off now for the next big three for the Detroit Baseball Tigers. Go Tigers. Sure. So
0: I'm overlapping. Max Clark is my fourth, and that has more to do with, like, show me some things. You're an athlete. You got an athlete tag. Let's see results, and then you're there. Um, my number five, and I, I wanted to talk specifically to you, uh, Mr. Govier, as to why you ignored him in our to-be-named-later draft, uh, first, third, left-field possible, 25-year-old, 2021, 19th-round, A finish AFL guy, Justice Bigsby. Bigsby. Oh. 343 average 405 537 mm-hmm. line in 23 at three levels 19 ding dongs um and even though it was a short sample of triple a this is a team with holes to fill and cheap assets allow you to get expensive guys and detroit always gets expensive guys could he be one of those guys who fills in um you know open man or sorry open spot needed on the 40 man forum um i don't believe he's on it right now but He's the other guy that I think is interesting, and then Justin Henry Malloy is the other guy because, again, we're. You know, teaching guys. Thank you. Cool. Thank you.
2: Justin Henry Molloy podcast here for those that don't know. So, I, I just want someone
0: who's going to play and get an opportunity, and that's a guy who's going to play and get an opportunity. So, but Big B, I am interested. I mean, you know, Ben can talk about. His uh, legitimate prospects, but I'd like to know about Big B. <laughs>
1: because I
0: I was excited to pick him, thinking you were going to take him, and then you actually took a Dodger. I believe that's the right way it went. You took a Dodger when I was going to take uh, a, a. I was just going to say a lion. Is that okay to say Detroit Lion right now? Or are we still more? Uh, that's fine.
2: You? Yeah, we're no. We okay. I mean, it was a dream season. That's how okay. I remember it.
0: Perfect. Okay. So yeah, right? you took a Dodger. I was thinking of taking the Dodger. You took the Dodger and I said, you know, go to H-Town. Um, which is hell, by the way. And uh <laughs> I took I took your Detroit uh Tiger. So, Detroit,
2: I Gordon Lightfoot style. I like that. Well done. Uh Justice Bigby is a fun player. I think uh my only concern was maybe power and I have no other complaints with his ability. So, I just decided to go in a different direction. Maybe I'll regret that for the rest of my natural born life. But That's Ben, what I'm hoping. I'm hoping too. I mean, hopefully that'll be a league thing that I can complain about yeah. and you can lord over me in our Remember league that we're in oh, together. <laughs> Who <have> to doesn't love lording <laughs> things good. over each other in fantasy? That's the
1: way to do it. Obviously. So Ben, how about you? Next big three for the Tigers. So, my Let me pull that back up here cuz I was just looking up my notes on Justice Bigby, but uh, my next big three, I got our guy Justin Henry Malloy, uh, then Ty Madden, and Kev- Kevin Kevin Ooh,
2: already, uh, huh? Right up, yeah. right up there. It's Which, a
1: lot of love for the youth. Yeah,
0: I, I'm going to start I calling am, you Wander. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> man. so uh, um, what? One thing I'd like to tag back to a little bit is with Max Clark. This is a guy who's been. I guess, if you want to say social media famous since he was about 13. Um, So there is a legit level of prospect fatigue with him because folks have known about him for, you know, five, six, seven years already. And you're just, you know, now he is finally a pro and they're going, well, you know, he didn't set the world on fire. We didn't see a new video every three days on tiktok or on instagram or whatever so he must not be doing very good anymore which no this is a guy who had legit d1 offers in two sports uh in high school he was a very good football player um and i think there's potential for five plus tools which that's a big freaking deal but he's already a double plus runner with an elite arm the guy's got a freaking cannon in the outfield Um, so if nothing else, he has some good base skills that don't, I mean, an arm doesn't tend to age unless you screw it up, you know, unless you injure that arm. That's one of those things as an outfielder that ages pretty darn well. Um, so if he can keep up other things, he's going to be okay. Um, Malloy, I just, I love him. I think, like I said, hearing that Keith is going to second base, that might be your, your indicator that they're actually going to trust Justin Henry Malloy, maybe at the major league level. How great would that be? Um, I love that. Oh, friend of the show and all sorts of great things. Um, Also,
2: it was in the futures game last year as well.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I mean, just, I, I really like him. Uh, I know there's been some, some stuff mentioned on our, on our discord that he maybe didn't handle the fact that he got didn't go up to the majors in September so well, I've reached out. That's not his perspective. If someone took that away from what he thought, then they're interpreting things that he never, ever said for sure. Right. Um, yeah,
2: that's the, bogus.
1: The guy I really like, like here, and I think I brought him up last year too, so I, I can be happy that he proved me right, but Ty Madden was a guy who – in college, he was a—he was just one of those guys. Every Friday, that was the guy getting the ball. He was a legit ace, he, and not just—he wasn't a legit ace at Podunk State University. He was at freaking Texas, getting the ball every every Friday for multiple years as their ace. But a lot of folks passed over him for a number of reasons, um, and he's worked. He basically he—he took all those to heart. He was kind of—he t- kind of figured, oh okay you're going to let me fall this far. I'm going to prove that you guys made a mistake. And he's worked really hard on the shape of his fastball. And not only that, the guy gets six, seven deep on starts six, seven innings deep on starts with the same velocity. And that's huge. Um, I don't know that this is an ACE at all, but this is a guy that could be a very good number three for you for quite a while. And so I just, I like him a lot. Time man's getting a lot of run
2: right now across, again, the dynasty baseball realm. It feels like his helium is really bumped up. Robbie, is that what you're hearing or at least seeing?
0: He's very much like a Reese in a year ago where mm-hmm. there are people in dynasty who are like, I can get some value out of this guy. I think we could see him this year. If things go, you know, this way or that way. Um, I think with Reese and there was a lot of weird stuff that happened in Detroit that got him his time it wasn't that he was still lighting the world on fire. But I do remember, um, I, is uh, Lorenzen a former Tiger now? Is Michael Lorenzen a former Tiger? Yeah, he's now a former. Yeah. He
2: yeah. was traded at the deadline last year. They threw right. a no-hitter. Wow, yes. yeah. dude. Right. Um, I don't
0: follow baseball much. so, um, yeah, so
1: <laughs> It's good that you're training, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I, don't pretty, I don't know how I got here. I, um
0: <laughs> So in spring training, he said that, uh, Reese Olson was going to, he, like it was strike out a lot of guys, but I forget what he said. Oh, punch a lot of tickets in the show. That's what it was. And, uh, once my heart unsettled from that cool statement, I was like, I like him (laughs) even more now because that was his thing in double a right. And double a is a great, the, the Erie park I've been to a beautiful, cool minor league Mm -hmm. park, got a big building on the wall factory of some sort is one of their, um, walls. It's just such a cool spot. And, um, uh, I thought, okay, so this is a legit guy. I'm viewing mm-hmm. time ad in the exact same way, right? 30% K rate, uh, solid ERA. It's a good thing. They just have, well, yeah, uncle Ted just said they have Matt Manning, um, who could be a redraft type late, late round steal. certainly not dynasty because those, those dynasty owners are pissed that they haven't got the production out of him yet. They're not given mm-hmm. away. Certainly not even in contract leagues where he could have a higher amount, um, but anyway, on the timeout... Well, he's got brought, real like, life
2: issues though too. Manning does. He might. He might be an odd man out in the rotation to start the year in Detroit, Robbie. So, was he? Those are. Did he take a walk from baseball activities? Was that something that he had done, or am I? I think I'm confusing him with somebody else that was on the list. He was just hurt. He had yeah. he had injuries last year. Uh, some of it was bad luck, but he also hadn't performed. So I, I think also again, okay. shout out to the guys at Motor City Metrics, which you guys should all check out because they're good people. <laughs> they were saying that they thought. They he would be on the outside looking in possibly at the five man rotation this year. So just something to think about. But okay. tie men, Robbie, finish oh, up. Sorry, it's
0: him or it's him or Mize, I guess. Right, that's kind of the theory that they either one would be their SP five,
2: which sounds crazy, but um, Maida Flaherty. Joey ones. Joey Joey <laughs> yeah. hurt himself. Joey hurt himself last year. I know. I, year know. Very, I
1: just I I have to always talk about. I love I love, I love Joey,
2: it. but he hurt me in a real real painful way last year. But Ty Ben is this for real, Robbie? Are you out? I yeah, I think it's legit. I just don't
0: have them as somebody as a I was more excited about Reese Olsen last year than I am about Ty Madden, but they're of a
2: similar vein of dynasty values mm-hmm. there. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh also Mike's just jumping in the chat telling us that the O's have acquired Nicky Matone. What an exciting move that is from the Tigers. Sad day here in Detroit that uh we uh, lost Nick Matone. A legendary bat. So
1: Which again, they that was that was another move that you know on the same day I believe they announced Keith, and then they also announced that they were DFAing Maton. And I thought, and and I heard immediately that Keith was going to second base. I went, let's see, we're getting rid of one of the guys that was competitor that was potentially playing third base, and we're moving one of the other guys that was potentially playing third base to second base. Hmm, <laughs> maybe there's going to be a. <laughs>
0: Keep scrolling down on that forty man. If you're watching on the YouTube, is is Big Beyond the 40 man? Can you scroll down?
2: He is not. I I just checked, but uh, I'll show you okay. one once one more time. Uh so he is a IL
0: stint away from getting getting on it. There you go.
2: Yeah. We don't forget, yeah, Ryan Creedler. got to have him on there. Andre Lipschitz is on there, actually, and he's he'll never he had a spring last year that got people kind of excited. Uh yep. Perez is on the forty man. That's a guy who could play second base. In the interim. Andy Abanez will probably be the second baseman to start if Colt Keith doesn't win the job, still has to make that happen. And then uh Oh, we got old man Mark Tanya. That's great. I mean, OBP guy, so you know, that's cool. But yeah. <laughs> of course, Parker Meadows, who is graduated from prospect status, right? So he's not on this list because
1: he would be if he qualified. He's still technically a rookie, but he's I don't know. I I is he I under like one hundred and thirty at bats? I
2: yeah,
1: probably I, not. I it it was probably not. Probably just
2: under that. But he, I agree. He wouldn't qualify for what we're doing here. The top three. He's I, in our eyes. Yeah. He's slightly beyond that now because he's going to be on the team now. He was given a shot to play for a month oh, yeah. almost.
0: One hundred and twenty-five at bats. So sorry, you very right close. I, I did yep. eliminate him um, from contention before I did our list, but I had actually thought it was default. Because he was over the ABS, because he was at 145 plate appearances. So Great job. Why. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. But well, we that's, recognize that's he's a talent. Things.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. he's a really. I like Parker Meadows a lot. I do. Yeah. I'm very excited about him.
1: So. I, I I wouldn't sell you on. You're gonna get a whole lot better than what you got last year in the time that he was up. So I mean, I think he's gonna be a low average guy that gives you a power and speed both. But that's still, that can have some stinking value. You know, a 240 guy that gives you 20-20 is pretty darn valuable.
2: He can steal 40 bases. He can fly. He can really move.
1: He can can really move. Yeah. He he just, he got thrown out. Was it that he got thrown out more than I thought he would? Or he was really more hesitant than I thought he would be once he got to the major league level. I thought he would be a better base stealer. And Uh, last year he had eight stolen bases, was caught once in dust show. Okay, oh, that's okay. Then it was it was likely that I I I watched him a number of times thinking, Oh, well, that's a good catcher to run on, and then he didn't go. And I thought, well, that's
2: weird. Um so <laughs> uh Chad wants to let us know fun fact, I traded Shohei Otani, may have heard of him, the batter, in a deal for a package with Parker Meadows as a headliner. Take that info for what you will. Well, Chad, we'll just <laughs> We've all been there. I mean, who could have thought or who could have known that Shohei Otani would become what he became i i did (laughs)
1: that's why i have him in
2: so many dynasty
0: leagues uh it's the it's the redraft and on nfbc that he screws you uh okay if if he's you know if you got to move him in the lineup that's when you don't want otani but i i chad said it was a hitter otani so i get it
2: that's fair yeah okay uh quickly any other ancillary tigers we didn't mention before we move on to the mets next no, no there's there's
1: there's a lot. <laughs> Jesus, there's a lot. There is a lot more depth here than I think a lot of people are willing to give. A guy like Wilmer Flores, 2.0 Yeah, was yep. what's, what's not even in consideration for me for this. Um, you know, you got guys. I I don't. I've I've been a big fan of uh, Peyton Graham's abilities. He hasn't really put it together yet on the field as a pro, but that's a guy that was nowhere near consideration for me. And that last year, he was on the edge of it. And so that just kind of tells you where the Tigers have gone in a year as far as guys taking step forward and things like that.
2: Did I have this clear that neither one of you had Jace Young in the top six, right? No, that is correct. Okay. I just wanted to verify that. I'm fine with it.
1: But he is a legit, he's a guy who I think he might be, I'd have to pull it up, he might be on all five of the list that I've looked at so far, okay. So one of those guys who there's there's a little bit of variation there as far as is that what rank list is.
0: fantasy related you're doing, Ben? No,
1: no. Nope. Okay, that so it's okay. just
0: prospect specific like yep, prospect as player
1: ability, and that's it. It will lead into a list or a, an article that I'm going to be doing for Rotoballer that will discuss. So let's say you know Jackson Holiday. Is the obvious is the number one on all five lists that I've seen so far, okay? Okay. But Wyatt Langford has been number two, Jackson Churio has been number two, and Junior Caminero has been number two. You know, and quite frankly, you start getting into fantasy, and we can get into a lot of discussions that are, uh, you know, who's is there? You know, is Holiday even the number one? Especially if you get into single year fantasy, that's right. And you start ranking for just for twenty four, you could have a really good argument that Junior Camonero is above him or Jackson Turio, because those guys are almost certainly walking away opening day with a job, whereas Holiday, he could we earn one, but we yeah. will see. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's where what I'm going to use these for is that these are supposed to be real life. I mean, this is where. Joey Ortiz should show up on your top 100 list that I'm looking at. Joey Ortiz is not really a top 100 guy in fantasy lists, and he shouldn't be. So that's, you know, some of the difference you have there. Pete Crow Armstrong, probably about a 25 guy. He's probably a legit 10 to 15 guy in most of these type of lists. So that's just the difference. because. Obviously, so fantasy front, you fantasy want front. Tigers? I got more That's tigers. your newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, I...
2: want, Joe wanted to say, I missed it because I'm late. But did we talk about Kevin McGonagall? He was on the list for Ben? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And... I know you really like him a lot, Ben, because we talked about him at the draft. And You thought it was really yep. smart that the Tigers went with Max Clark, saving money that they could use when they got McGonagall in the second round. So I've been super high on McGonagall since we talked about him during the draft. So, yes, Joe. McGonagall is represented here, and we are very proud of him. But Robbie has ancillary tires he wants to share with you that he thinks maybe could offer something in fantasy down the way. Yeah, Troy Melton, potential arm mm. further away. Uh,
0: oh. uh, we, we were all interested in uh, Trey Cruz in 2020 draft, I think is when it was. But he's come along slower than we expect. But I don't think he's out of the deal yet. Um, I shouldn't say the name because I'm, I'm going to wreck it. Uh, Manuel Secura. I think that was okay. Second base shortstop outfielder type, also with single A. Uh, the average is not yet there, but he's got the pop and he can play shortstop. So that's a fun one, too. Again, these are like lesser types, but guys worthy of rostering in uh, Dynasty.
2: No, Luke Gold?
1: Um, well, no. Okay, just checking. One of, just one of the other ones that I'll bring up here is uh, You Lee. And I think. Hi, yeah. you- oh, sorry, that's a name? <laughs> yeah yeah but and I might be wrong in pronouncing that, but uh guy that they acquired from I believe the Phillies last year, and uh he is in my i mean he and Kevin McGonigal have very similar profiles in that they're probably a second baseman long term, and contact is gonna lead what they do, and they're probably not going to give you a ton of non contact stuff, but it's one of those guys that's a high floor because he'll have a good batting average can get you a little power, a little speed, all that sort of stuff. So, Well, good luck to you.
2: Okay. You Norm, rest in peace, Norm McDonald. All right, let's move into now. We're closing the book of the Tigers. Thanks for being here for the Tigers here. Plotso Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Next big three. Give me two. We give you the top three, then the next big three for today's teams. We did the Tigers. Now we're going to do the New York Mets, the Steve Cohen-led New York Mets. Plenty of money plenty of dishonesty failure? oh wait plenty of wait, failure wait, too wait. also david stearns <laughs> but they got david stearns man i mean nah, you got like uh, david stearns a guy that you cannot deny his track record he was the brewers head man for a while he built what milwaukee basically is right now so he definitely they made a smart move bringing stearns in obviously uh cohen figured that out also uh real quick final call here joe says uh Jung's defense is not great, Jace Young's. And that's a problem when it comes to real baseball rankings as opposed to fantasy. And also, yeah. Chad says, deep cut. I think International Signing Day, Jonathan Moya, could be something special for fantasy. And I'm also a huge Eddie's Leonard truther. So there we go. Final Tigers there. Who wants to go first here with their top three Mets right now? Ben or Robbie, who wants to lead it off? Let well, me go. First, last
1: step. I was going to say, yeah. you can go, Robbie. Because this one
0: sucks, and i got to be honest. Uh, you know, <laughs> Stearns has work to do because the Mets have oh. prospects, but they don't have impact players we're you know, generically excited for. We have the ones that have been written about, like my number three guy, Luis Sandel Acuna. Okay, cool. And then Jet Williams. Jet, he's really fast. Um, great. Drew Gilbert, number one guy for me with the Mets. But I'm not. Real excited if that's the best prospect on one of my fantasy teams because they all need to be better as you know baseball players to be able to help me out in fantasy as far as like that guy's a regular in my like I I don't want Jet Williams as my the future of shortstop. I don't want Louis saying uh Acuna to be the future of my shortstop. But the one thing that I really like that they've done so far, um is they signed uh, Jose Iglesias to be the AAA shortstop guru. And I think that's kind of oh. what's going to happen. They're going to leave him at triple-A. He's going to help Jet. He's going to help Acuna. Going to maybe do the whole coaching thing. Remember that movie, Bull Durham? Maybe there's an idea going on here where they can do some professional-level coaching, uh, the old guy and the young guy, right, the pitcher, the catcher. Well, mm-hmm. this will be the shortstops. Maybe he can help to, like, coach them up to get them where they'd like to be so, they can make that next move. But at the same time, those two of the three top prospects are blocked by a massive contract and a great player in Francisco Lindor. So,
2: yeah, that's a nuke and Crash Davis, by the way. Nuke Lelouch and Crash Davis. Two really hard names to say, but they were a battery. So, you know, when you throw heat like Nuke Lelouch threw heat, some say that. Uh, this guy's a first ball, fastball hitter. He's looking for heat. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. So what? He ain't seen my heat. Hasn't seen your that's heat. Right. So. Okay, this is exciting. So, Robbie, some of those, by the way, deadline acquisitions last year, Acuna and Gilbert, were both trade deadline Mm -hmm. acquisitions from the Rangers, correct? So, Ben, do you agree with Robbie? Do you have difference of opinion on your Mets' top three
1: prospects? We got two of the three are the same, and the other one is another one of those deadline acquisitions. Uh, I have Jet Williams, Drew Gilbert, and Ryan Clifford. Oh. Oh. All right and Clifford to me in this discussion is a significantly more impact or more important prospect, just because that bad is going to be something it's, it's maybe not going to be a, you know, a guy you want to hold on for average, but if you're in an on-base league rather than average, he's a guy who can get you. He's, he's got legit big time power. And then, yeah, I think, I think, really, you're going to see a lot of fun numbers put up by Clifford it to go. So. Ooh,
2: okay, so that's the one separate one. And then, of that, yep. Ben, why don't you continue forth? Now give us your next big three for the New York
1: Mets. All right, I have my next three. I have R.I.P. Ronnie Mauricio, um, <laughs> Luis Agnale Acuna, and then the guy that has been popping up all over the chat so far to date, christian scott who i am a huge fan of what he could do potentially in the rotation as soon as this year this might be matt thompson like
2: matthew thompson who knows a lot about prospects i think it might be but it only says matt t so we can't i don't know why i can't get a last name but you know we're trying to protect people's confidentiality here (laughs) that's just what it says on twitter actually we have no control over that uh chad says as the residence matt's fan and despite my undying love of Acuna, clifford and jet I actually think their best prospect, factoring upside, is their newest prospect, Giovanni Rodriguez. Great job. Okay, there you go. And it is Matthew Thompson. Hey, Matthew! We met in person at First Pitch Arizona before. It's great to see you, Matt. Thanks for popping in here. You're the man. You're a very cool dude. All right, Robbie, you got the next big three for the New York Mets? I do. So my
0: next big three go 4A, 4B, 4C, 5, and 6, because I'm cheating. Uh So I've got 4A, Dominic (laughs) Hamill. Uh, righty 25-year-old, AAA-type, third-round pick in 2021, you know, Captain K, he can get it done. And he could also be, with his build, a rotation staple-like guy. And he is friends with my 4C guy, Christian Scott, who we already mentioned, three pitches, 60-grade slider, Love the potential, as we already touched on with that. The other guy, I'm going out in left field, but it's actually a left-handed pitcher, but left field in the sense that we've got a 17-year-old pro who will be playing at 18 this year in Franklin Gomez. um, 6'4", 1, sorry, one forty-five, but he got to play (laughs) uh, in three levels in 23. A complete sleeper coming from the J2 school. Uh, The loan issue I see now is diet. The kid needs to eat. Um, and then five, I've got Jeremiah Jackson because I just can't quit him. Former Angel. Uh, third base is the potential future for him now because it's not going to be shortstop. Uh, he was somebody I was wanting more and more from year after year. He was blocked in L.A. So he gets the trade. He's like, hey, I got good news. You've been traded. Oh, sweet, because I'm blocked here by Zach Neto. Who do I compete with now at shortstop? They said, great news. You're going to the Mets. Oh F bomb. Okay. Can I switch positions? Now he's gonna be a third <laughs> baseman. 2020 season in double A, uh, ready for triple A and you know, raw speed and power and fantasy? Yeah, yes, please. And then the last mm. guy is Blake Tidwell.
2: Uh, you know, whatever. Blake <laughs> Tidwell. Yeah, whatever. Wow. Why yeah. shaking me off? You think he ever I shook somebody off? Cloak.
0: Uh Probably. But if you notice here, all the all the Mets guys are double-A guys. They're rumble ponies. Yeah. And they're all yep. ready to go up to the next level. And as we talked about in previous podcasts, some teams go, like the Angels, double-A, boom into the show. Um, Detroit was pretty quick with it, too, uh, by having guys that finished last year at double-A. Five, six starts into AAA season, the MLB team ran into trouble. You know, Olson's up and others have done that in years past. So if you can prove yourself in certain AA loops, you you know you're ready. Or or
2: we know as fantasy guys, those pitchers are ready. That's putting it mild. Eh? Also, a big rivalry between the Lake Erie Seawolves and the Binghamton Rumble Ponies in AA. That's a big rivalry in that league, in the uh, mm. Eastern League, right? Did I get that right? It's on so, the East. Why not?
1: Yeah. Be and, and you know they were all with with uh Binghamton, and we all talked about that Tulsa rotation. But there was about, I think it was about July ish, that that Binghamton rotation very well might have been from that point forward the best performing rotation in the minor leagues, especially oh. in the upper mm. because wow. you had you had, I mean. You know, guys that we have mentioned, and Tyler Stewart, Mike Vassell. You, you had a lot of really good arms going through that rotation. And the thing I really enjoyed, whether this is a Mets thing or this is a or a Mets intentional thing or this is just a result of the players in the system, the control and command was really excellent to watch. Like they the, these guys were they were spotting balls, which that's not something you always you see with the entirety of a rotation. When you watch a rotation like that, usually there's one or two guys. You're just like, yeah, I wouldn't sit very sturdy in this batter's box tonight. Um, But no, they, they were all their pinpoint type of guys and where they got hit or hurt was when they would get hit. So that's for Mets fans. Yeah. You have some potential pitching help on the way. I mean, that's
0: yes, Absolutely and you that's, need it. great that's job
1: true. and they need it yeah <laughs> they need it because the
0: ones you bought are gone <laughs> the two big ones you bought <laughs> well i shouldn't say they're all gone because you got Sangha and uh, kutana oh, uh, and
2: but then, yeah. the other two that you bought they're gone oh that's kind of sad man i will say i'm disappointed and i feel like a fool because neither one of you guys mentioned uh, kevin parada is he just a total fraud like uh, is that a waste just, of yeah. a First round, well, he's, the catcher. he's a
1: catcher. So he he you know what yeah. position he plays? I do know he's a catcher, Robbie, but still. I, I would say his bat has been extremely disappointing in the minor leagues um, beyond just his catching ability, which was never good to begin with. He's basically, he went from a guy who, he had good strike zone judgment in college and swung a really big stick. And he's apparently forgotten what the strike zone looks like. So um, he he's still, when he makes contact, ball flies. But the problem is he's got to make contact first, and that's where he struggled quite a bit. And you're not um, that
2: optimistic about him making nah. more contact?
1: One guy we didn't mention here that I really like, but just was kind of on the outside looking in, and especially because of the depth of the position, is uh, their draftee from this last year, Colin Houck. Um, one of those guys that I think is an average to above average across the board sort of guy. Um, he's, I, I just, I think he's got a future. I think he's probably a third baseman, just the way that the, he's got some wide shoulders, wide hips to him. Like, I think he'll fill into a better third baseman than a shortstop, but, oh, I really, really like him. He's, he's, he's one of those kids that on first year player draft right now, I have him a lot higher than you would expect for the fact that we just didn't talk about him here. So, okay, Colin Howe!
2: Yay! good for you, buddy. No, oh, that was the wrong button. I hit, I hit the wrong button. No, I was excited about it. I hit the wrong button. Great job. There we go. This great great like, job, buddy. Yeah, there we go. This is yeah. like the it's ring opinion. again. All over the tattoo, all over again. Uh, Matt says Maddie Thompson of course who knows a lot about Prospects make sure you follow him on Twitter Kevin Prada if you didn't know he was a first round pick You wouldn't believe it That's just That's tough to swallow he also says the Mets brought Those prospects in the Verlander deal Worked out I actually It's not even in my memory bank that Verlander Was a Met it was so brief It's very like it hasn't been applied To like my historical record yet Which is just weird You're listening to the Palazzo Podcast. After these messages, we'll be right back.
1: <laughs>
2: um, anybody else in the Met system, Robbie, that you wanted to throw out there? I mean, you already had A, B, and C on the four five, six, so uh,
0: I have I have a name that's fun and exciting. Does everyone remember the excitement over Peyton Battenfield?
1: Yeah, Remember? of course. Man, I Pete wrote that. Wrote a Did great you know song. With the Mets?
0: Did you know he's with the Mets? Now? <laughs> oh,
1: man, Is he helping?
0: That's guy, that's is why this we your new uh, Brett careful. Honeywell? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm just stating. Uh, this is why we have to be careful when people are excited with the kind of out of nowhere prospect like Chase Hampton with the Yankees. I'm not saying we're cautioning on him, but he's one of those guys who was like, this is the best guy we didn't think about before last season. Um, and Banfield was one of those guys who all of a sudden had this amazing value in the dynasty world. And everyone's like, I got an ace. You know, I got my guy. And yeah. this is why you should always be open to trading your prospects if you can get MLB talent today. Uh, that's why I wanted to bring the name up. It wasn't for Didn't you performance. you
2: draft Chase Hampton in our league? Fuck <laughs> well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I don't draft. know. Would, I you draft, know would you truly draft somebody you didn't believe in just as a troll or to use his trade? No, bait? No, I, I don't, don't believe you I would s- do
0: that. I simply, oh. draft, but I made the comparison that remember when Peyton Battlefield yeah. had all this hype? Well, Chase Hampton's a guy like that who had all this hype. But the difference this is year. that yeah. I, I think that Chase Hampton's like real deal Holyfield here. Um, and I'm interested in that. But Battlefield was once in that similar position. And I remember thinking, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that guy, but Cleveland has done such an excellent job with so many guys except him that you got to wonder what was going on. You know, between the Zach, years, please that say maybe it wasn't that working. Didn't work out. Well, periods of success.
2: Okay, you know? fine. Wow, like, I'm not, dude. You know, I know like what you what mean. People
0: give people give um, Blue Jays hitting or sorry, pitching coach right. Oh my god, I can't remember his name right now. I can picture his drunk face though. Um, <laughs> They they give him all this credit for you know resurrecting J. A Hap and like helping yeah. Dickie kind of hold on. Not that you could help a knuckleballer hold on, but you know, just doing things and getting getting guys to hire better positions. Um, you know, fixing um oh my goodness, Robbie Ray, whatever. At the same time, they can't fix everybody, right? Like, you know, all the there's always guys they, they can try with. So anyway, he Battenfield was a miss, and that's why I just wanted to bring him up so that no one You know, don't forget the base here is prospect value, but you need MLB stats in order to actually win
1: in fantasy. And that's a lot of veterans where we had some conversations last year with Battenfield. Um, You know, he was similar to where everyone just blew up on Brandon fought last year. And we had that conversation on this podcast that, Hey, Brandon fought is a legit major league starter but he's not an ace and people need to quit blowing him up like he's gonna be and if you expect that he's gonna be a number three number four you're gonna come away pretty happy with investing in brandon Fott. well lo and behold that's really who he was and people who were expecting him to immediately come out and you know just be an ace from day one were pretty disappointed so absolutely glad
2: you brought that up ben we definitely have that on the record if you want to watch last year's Next big three for 2023-2022. We got those on our YouTube channel. Plot's podcast. Two L's. Utah. I'm just showing you the Mets 40-man roster there so you guys have an idea who's ready-made to pop up and be a part of your fantasy squad sooner than later. uh, Joe says Pete Walker. Walker. Thank you. Pete Walker. And I
0: said his drunken face on account of his DUI and
2: inability to control (laughs) himself. Well, we all make mistakes. Uh, Battenfield was a uh, raise reject. That should have been enough. Yeah.
0: See, another one to my case
2: of
0: when the Rays trade away a player, you need to know why. There's something to it.
2: (laughs) And Jazz making fun of me. Hey, Govier, see that guy named Starling Marte right there? Pretend he doesn't exist, and your draft will be stronger for it. I've loved Starling for several seasons. Last year, he, he just didn't have it. His groin injury may have been a part of that, but he also had headaches. I don't know how your headaches relate to a groin issue. Uh, he also ran a lot, so I don't know how his groins were in that bad of shape, because he still was stealing bases last year. He just couldn't hit. Anyways, this is a prospect show. We're talking about the next big three. That closes it down for the Mets. Uh, Mets fans, I'm really sorry that we mentioned a Yankee during the Mets segment. The fact that Robbie brought up Chase Hampton may cost us viewership, and uh, we're just going to have to live with that, I guess. Also, Joe says, Tobias Myers for Junior Cam- Caminero. Remember? Yeah. But, um, Tobias. That's always funny yeah. when not a lot of biases in sports. Is that the no. only one I can think of is uh, Philadelphia seventy six or
1: Tobias Harris. So, so all right, I, I, I want to bring something up just because we mentioned him earlier. Eric Garfield, I uh, just post, or posted a video today on his, uh, yeah, on his Instagram, driving by the Orioles spring training facility, saying happy days are here again. So <laughs> once again, that's. You anyone? We mentioned this on that show. You need to follow Eric Garfield. I don't care what team you follow, his Instagram is worth it because he mm-hmm. gets yeah. tremendous videos of prospects down in Florida. So I was
0: not. So I, I am a listener of that particular podcast because I was not on that podcast, but I was listening. I, you know, you can do a both. Couple comments. Uh, I can, I can do it all. I can make a rain. So, um, um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So like the listener, I was at home. I saw that it, you guys were live. I, I queued in when I could. I lit, I put a couple comments in. You were kind enough, Ben, to put them on. Got my questions answered. Very happy with that. Then I followed Eric, as you suggested, on Instagram. I also sent him a DM and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know I really appreciated the you know work you did on that podcast. It was great. and I'm looking forward to following you. And he got back. Thanks so much. Right? That's it. It's called Human yeah. Interaction. And and Eric is a very nice man, and I am very happy to be following him now. And I'm really looking forward to that content. And I hate the Orioles. And, I mean, if it wasn't for him being there, I'd say I hope the facility burns down. But um, (laughs) because I know he's going to be there. Maybe I am still a Jays fan. (laughs) I was just going (laughs) to say. Wow. But. Wow, um, dude. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, to your point, Ben, he's a very nice man, and uh, we should all be so lucky to follow him on Insta.
1: That was Great not, job. That was not very northern nice of you.
2: <laughs> well, he's not your typical Canadian, I will say that.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh, right,
2: my Podcast here. It's time for our third team on today's episode, the final chapter of today's show. It's the LA Dodgers. Give me three, give me two, Utah. give me six, give me give three. Me we got all kinds of Dodgers to talk about. So we'll go back to Ben here to start it off. Top three. Very okay. popular system, L.A. Dodgers. What do you
1: got? Oh, yeah. And I want to preface this, that uh, aggregate piece that I'm doing, and I mentioned this to Govier before we started. Uh, as I look at who I, I have, one of the things I do is I count points for players. And so I take 101 minus your ranking on the top 100 list. So, for instance, so far, Jackson holiday has been the number one guy on all five systems. He has 500 points accumulated. When I looked at the systems we were going to talk about tonight on the five or all the players that they have so far, the Dodgers have the least amount of points. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the Tigers have the most. Maybe they think I don't get it. Well, and, and they don't have a single guy that's a, a top 50 on average i guess at and the moment sure yeah at the that's, moment that's, I, a, I, that's fair so um uh, we'll get into that here because i think one guy here that we're going to talk about first or a couple of guys here we're going to talk about right right away are legit top 50 guys but they're just not being ranked that way um andy well, also Pahes, oh what should say point. real quick ben
2: is yeah. that uh we lost somebody recently. Uh, Nick Frosso is out of the mix now, and yeah. he may have been involved in this show, but he will not be involved in this show. Sorry,
1: yeah, he he would have he would have been a uh, a next big three for me, but he was legit for sure. Um, so, Iñi Pajes is my first one. Then I have Josue De and Gavin Stone is my final one. Just because I can't quit Gavin Stone. So. Is that how
0: everybody feels,
2: mm, Robbie? Probably is that not. How you feel?
0: <laughs> All right. Why? Why is Frosso off the list? Did he die? Yeah. Uh, he had. Well, a, he was, when, when I say someone hurt, dies in baseball, you, someone gets hurt. Had, and and you guys give up? What? What is this? <laughs> no. We draft? This what, is what, fantasy. On
1: my, Come on. My my big thing with oh. him. And I put this in my most recent uh, update for um for Roto Baller for the top 250 that I do uh I mentioned frasso and that he was my biggest drop on this on the list that I put out and it's not a matter of I don't think he's still gonna potentially have some legit talent a it's a torn labrum and shoulder injuries are just one of those death death nails for for a pitcher but b he's already 25 coming back next you know is coming back in 20s that they're 2025 20, at age 26 I don't know that there's going to be a lot of leash anymore for him as a starter and so that's why okay. for me as a legit prospect he's probably you know rip but he could still have a very good big league career and yeah I know I I, I love Gavin Stone on the mound I hate the results he's gotten so far. Um, they're, I, I, they're against you, Ben. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's perfectly fine.
2: Stand tall. Come back for more. I like that. Robbie, who's your top three Dodgers?
0: I got a uh, repeat offender on the top three, or I guess maybe it was next three with me with the Cubs. I don't know. Jackson Ferris, baby. Um, how can you not love a future ace? I just fall harder and harder, but I'm afraid I might get Kyle. Hurt if I'm not careful. Oh. Who is my number two? That's right. There's
1: um, lots. Yeah. uh
0: I do have an issue with puns. I uh, can't stop. uh 25 year old Dodger fifth round pick in 2020 it was a very fun, exciting thing. He was with Miami and then traded over. And I remember having him in a couple of leagues and being like, "Oh, he's with the Dodgers." You know, tick up. Although Miami was doing good things at the time. Case for days. Um, you know, could be in that next core rotation. But now that the Dodgers have once again went with the uh seven potential starters rotation idea, it's just suppressing him until a little bit later um in the year. And then we've got uh <clears throat> oh my god. My number three is Hatcher.
2: <gasps> Lironzo? Oh. Yeah, Tyron.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that.
2: Uh, I am stunned. A catcher made your it, top three.
0: First, first top three catcher so far. Um, and I have been collecting so him everywhere, including in the league that I also drafted chase Hampton. Um, and he can hit, he can take a walk. Yes. He's a catcher, but I like his buy low right now. And his MLB ETA of 2027, because he could fit right in with the Dodgers and could be the next guy. Six He's got a frame. Um, that you know seems might like it might be off for catcher but that could just slide him on over to first base and i'd be okay with him and freddie freeman sorting things out maybe he could be the catcher 1b dh hybrid guy i just like the potential here he's not the uh yeah he's no ethan salas sure um but no ethan he's salas, better with the bat well, e- Ethan Salas is still not getting either of us fantasy points right now. So at the at the moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guy who cost me a lot less. I think it was the third or fourth round. I picked him up in our 30 team league. Uh, Govier. so he was somewhere north of pick 90 um, in a prospect draft. I just really like the potential. I've got him in two dynasty leagues, and uh, within the next 48 hours, I'll make it three dynasty leagues when I draft him in another league. So I'm in. <laughs>
1: Well,
2: I'm glad you didn't make a big deal of it.
1: <laughs> we don't do that on
2: this show. We're very modest. Low key. All right. Well, uh, okay. Ben, next top three
1: Dodgers. Let's get into it. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, also bring up Jackson Ferris and we've we had the a long talk on Jackson Ferris on the Cubs episode. So then I'm gonna make Joe happy here. I'm gonna have you Andre Vargas, uh guy who was an international signee last year, and holy crap, the scout talk. Uh, one scout told me, uh, he's better than Corey Seeger, which I'm sorry, that's that's I mean, the build makes a lot of sense. Like he compared him to S- Seeger's build and he says but i think he's going to be a better player oh now, come on that's yeah i, I went holy crap like oh. this, i will say this is a scout who uh is a little more prone to hyperbole but not that kind of hyperbole so uh, i was like wow uh then i'm gonna cheat because you know robbie got to cheat on the mats i'll cheat on this <laughs> i just i have for my third one Catchers in general with this system. I have Whoa. six, six catchers My with God. the Dodgers. <laughs> is that but the catcher I think, alert button? Because I love it. Yeah, there I, go. <laughs> I, it I, I, I think there are that many legit catchers. Uh, we talked to Lorenzo already. Dalton rushing is a guy. He, he Absolutely. had concussion, concussion issues this year. Um, the defense is kind of fringy behind the plate at best. Great.
0: loons. I forgot Holy... to wear the hat.
1: Damn oh it. the loons. Uh, yeah. The
0: alternate the hat. Michigan team Govier. Yeah.
1: But Rushing you have failed. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Rushing's power is absolutely nuts. And and I really like what he can do with the bat, potentially. Uh Diego Cartaya still played very well defensively, but his swing was all kinds of screwed up. Um, so we got to see what's coming out of coming into 2024 with that swing. Cause I think I saw about seven different swings in the different looks I had on Cartaya. He just, he knew he was off and he's just kept trying to find it and couldn't. Um, then I got, uh, Yiner Fernandez, a rare guy who can play up the middle in the infield and the outfield as a catcher. Um, 5'9 170. That this is something that the you know they ended up doing fairly well within the Dodger system is getting a guy who's a catcher and a, he can play in the infield or he can play like center field instead of just like taking some token timeout left field. So that's what I see here. And then uh the final two guys are gonna bring up were their two DSL uh catchers this year who ironically Victor Rodriguez and Daniel Diaz, they are from the same town in Venezuela. Um, they're both definitely bad over glove. Uh, Diaz is probably more of your on-base power type, you know, three true outcome type of guy. Rodriguez is definitely a better athlete, but they're both, I I could see either one of them doing well if they move off of the catcher position, but it's just one of these things that Dodgers do very, very well is develop catching and, there's, there's a whole list for you.
2: That was my band, by the way. Yes, the Great Lakes Loons.
1: Govier's <laughs> yeah, college one, band.
2: That was a good one. Well said. That
0: would be an excellent <laughs> band name.
2: Yeah, we there we go.
0: The Great Lakes Loons.
2: says I'm oh. going to tell you all now that the arm's moving out of A, The breakout prospect pitcher of the year is a Dodger, and it's Maddox
1: Bruns. Bruns? Hey, he's lefty, so you know that Robbie loves him. <laughs> well yeah.
0: So, so you you did your your series of catchers here. Um I, my next big three, which again, my math, not so great. I got four guys. Um n- none of them, well, except for the last guy, none of them are gonna reach double A for at least three years. Uh Hun jang who would have been oh. you know a lead international guy that signed with the Dodgers. Uh, this fits my he's an international player, he's a pitcher. Uh, he's in with the Dodgers bang, bang, boom, baby. Um, he would have been one, one in the MPB prospect draft. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look, we're like the same guy, except he's got talent. Um, and (laughs) you know, three pitch mix. He can allegedly reach. And there's three different things that that I've read about him. He can allegedly stay in the mid nineties. He can reach up to 97 and then another spot. I don't know if this was, we're looking on MLB.com right now. If you're watching on the YouTubes, um, Something that said he could be triple digits within, you know, a year, which I don't know what they're doing. Is there, Are they saying he could blow his shoulder out? I don't like that. He's 19. He signed last August. Um, he's probably available in your prospect drafts, unless you have a weird league mm-hmm. like one of mine where we draft in August and he signed the day before the draft started, which made him eligible. Fun. The other guy that I've got that throws um, from the outfield is Zaheer Hope, who also came over in that Cubs trade. Uh, after the trade, I, I just I came late to the party. I did the dive. 11th round pick in 2023. High school guy over slot. I I like it. You know, um, pro debut has been very good. He's in the right organization to slowly develop. All good plus things here. The other one, this is this is nighttime Nyquil sleeper right here. Easton Shelton, first base outfielder, 18 year old, 2023, undrafted free agent. He is yeah. 6'5, 225. Um, led I forget what state he was in if he is in Nevada. No, Gatorade. Yeah, Nevada. He was the the Gatorade Nevada Player of the Year, Class 5A Mountain League Player of the Year and other such things. He had an amazing uh, average power, you know, had 12 dingers in high school. And you know what he has done that no one else on this list has ever done, guys? He's never, uh, never gotten out in professional baseball. That's right. He's batting a 1,000. So... <laughs> Find, find me a better prospect, Ben. You know? <laughs>
2: what is this? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell that's it? our never-been-out-in-professional-baseball <laughs> siren. So. Okay. Great.
0: My last oh. guy who I just want to bring up as my bonus baby here is Austin Goethje because... Uh, okay, you, you drafted him. Yeah, you drafted him. So I took Bigby. Um, as payback, whether you trade knowledge that he was, are hey, we gonna trade here? we gonna trade. I do throwing a throwing a tenth rounder. I don't.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give me one what? more
0: piece. Give it anyway. So he's an OBP uh, walk machine, like super intelligent hitter. Uh, I could like Dodgers throw him around the field, you know, double a we'll see if he's at triple a and what they really do with him. Is he going to be the max Muncy? We would like you to hit for power, but also take your walks. Is he going to be a Ben Zobris? You know, you're going to play around the field and we want some league average stuff intriguing. Uh, you know, he was a driller last year. We're going to see what he can do this year. I think he's going to be a fantasy asset. And even on MLB.com, I think he's the 30th. Was he the 30th ranked prospect? He's not getting the generic respect. And I know, MLB.com is not a fantasy list, but I know a ton of people who put posts in leagues that say, I will trade, you know, veteran X at my, you know, at our trade deadline for a top 100 prospect. And then the conversation eventually comes around to what list are you talking about? You know, this yep. is why you're two and 14. Like, tell me the <laughs> list. And then they're like MLB.com, obviously. And so you have to give it some credit in the sense that, like, people use it for rating. So they are way off base right now as far as, like, what he could do for fantasy. But they're not a fantasy list. And they don't make fantasy champions on MLB.com. You make they a here on the Palazzo podcast. Did Palazzo. you know that he's from Hofstra?
2: To what? Who to does. to Utah. Give me two. Uh, Hofstra She's hasn't produced a big leaguer since the mid-1970s, according to MLB.com. That was mid-70s right-hander of the Mets, Hank Webb. Naturally, right? Naturally. I love <laughs> Hank Webb. I had all his cards.
1: Uh, Joe wants to know no love from you guys from for Eduardo Quintero. Oh, I, I love Eduardo Quintero. It's just, where do you put him on this list? Um, right. We also, I think, had about twelve pitchers that would have been legit guys that you could put on here and talk about. I mean, we didn't talk about River Ryan, which yeah, that's true. I, I was going to bring, I was going to bring up River Ryan just because in doing this thing that I had told Govier about this, I had to back check myself. I misquoted my number here, Govia. I, as doing this, River Ryan appeared on one top one hundred list. And it's the guy who right now has the most guys that he is either the highest or lowest on,
0: <laughs> and that is
1: that is Keith But Law. that's good. Um, he he is willing to plant a flag. River Ryan is his number thirty three prospect, and Holy he is that shankies. is that is the only list that he showed up. He is the number seven prospect for the Dodgers on BA. <laughs> like that's kind of crazy. Um, wow, but. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's just a whole lot of guys in this system. I mean, River Ryan was actually a guy. Uh, speaking of former guests of this pro- of this uh, show, one of the guys, the guy we had talk about the Dodgers last year is Kyle Glazer, and just announced that he is leaving Baseball America. Oh, um, so um, so really? that's just you know a thank you, Kyle, for your time if you're watching this, but B he really liked River Ryan. And he brought River Ryan up in the, like, groups of guy, you know, the group of guys to watch this coming year. And he mentioned Ryan on that, so.
2: Okay, that's very cool. Chad says, Ryan's in my top 100. And also, it makes me think me not liking Hurt for age is weird as hell. Okay. Well, that's Chad. No. That's, <laughs> that's Chad. That's our guy right there, Chad. Shout out to you. But every year there's always
0: plus 25 guys who are underappreciated and allegedly overproduce at the MLB level every year because an organization exactly like we talked about with uh, Frasso, it's do or die. It's make yourself, you know, available, um, max you out or get out. Mm -hmm. And every year we see it, you know, like uh, Phillies, Houston's done it with some guys. Where they just bring them up and see what they can do, and some of them are gone, like Jose Siri, and another organization picks them up and makes something of them. And then you have the Abraham Toros of the world, who Trey Cabbage disappoint us. Trey... <laughs> Let's hope <laughs> we'll see what goes on with Trey Cabbage. I love the move to Houston from the Angels yeah, because Houston will Houston will Houston give means... him opportunity, and, and he, they need he a left-handed bat. He's a good baseball player. And they screwed up with their previous batch of you know Siri and Corey Jukes is clearly not someone they're interested in long term. They had a good look at him last year, Um, but
1: Cabbage Russell doesn't like here. I really
0: liked him in twenty two. So yeah, so
1: yeah, here's here's some good ones here. You mentioned the Phillies and I was like, wait a minute here, Uh, Christopher Sanchez is twenty six year old had – Fifty innings in the majors before last year, and he made playoff starts. Yes, um, impactful, important. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Against my poor Braves, um, but and then same thing. Ron, uh, Ranger Suarez, after twenty twenty, had a total of about seventy five innings in the major in the major leagues, and they handed him about midway through the year. Handed him. A starting role at twenty five years old. And he's never given it up since. So there you go. But by the yeah. way, just wanted to mention that Christopher Sanchez. Uh, do you know what team he came to the Phillies from?
0: From the cocky ass way you said that, I'm going to assume the Braves. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't no, have been the Blue he, Jays. He, he was actually. Up.
1: He was actually the return that. The Phillies got when they traded Curtis Mead to the Tampa Bay Rays.
0: Oh. Whoa! Oh, okay. You can't disprove- Hey Ben, that's not cool. Don't disprove me, okay? Don't disprove my <laughs> Tampa Bay theories, please. Not that's on the pretty much.
1: <laughs> that's exciting. But but when you could get a Curtis Mead, you happily trade away a Christopher Sanchez because you feel like you could probably develop another one of him.
2: Then you bring in it a Ryan
1: Peppio. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. So, is that interesting,
2: though, that Pepio? So, do you think the Rays demanded Pepio from the Dodgers? Like, if they liked Gavin Stone, maybe they would have tried to get Gavin Stone? I mean, if you had to guess, Ben, because you like Gavin Stone behind the scenes there, and the fact that the Dodgers dealt Pepio here in the offseason to the Rays, I'm just curious what you think.
1: I, to me, there's. There's no way that the Rays walk out of that Tyler Glasnow discussion without Bobby Miller or Ryan Pepio, and oh, I don't okay. think the Dodgers. I don't think that's the fair. Dodgers are doing anything with Miller, so um, no. I would guess that that's probably where they're at. And I, I love Pepio; he's the type of guy that the Rays could do some fun things with because he's got he's got really two very very loud pitches, and two that you kind of wonder about. There is a team that does really well taking a guy like that. I mean, that's what Shane McClanahan was. He was fastball slider. They are both freaking elite, and they've got him throwing four legit pitches now. So, I mean, that's that's what they do is they take a guy who could do stuff like that, and they make him a legit starter, which it, Arrow is definitely up on Pepio, um, but
2: we'll okay. see. Yeah, it's great. I actually, in my last pick... I did an auction draft at First Pitch Arizona, which was a lot of fun. It was actually not as long as the years past; It only took three and a half hours. So my final pick, it's a 12-teamer, was the guy who was traded to the Dodgers from the Rays. So I'm very excited. My last pick uh, for a dollar <laughs> was uh, the former Pittsburgh Pirates a- legend. Best deal. It Could uh, be a great deal. One thing yeah. I...
0: I did just want to mention the fact that we're not considering Yamamoto a rookie. Um, um, yeah, Obviously he would be number one. Um, yep. And if you're in a first year player draft or prospect draft or whatever, he is a rookie. He's legitimately a rookie. Yep. But we're, we're going a little deeper than, you know, yeah. the guy who got the largest contract for a player to never have. He's not a prospect. He's a rookie. So, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's similar to uh, Parker Meadows. Right. We're we're going we're you know exactly it's, it's cheating to give it to 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 spend our dynasty time on a legit MLB. You just
2: you take them or you don't. People are That's on our it. level. They know the people who play dynasty fantasy baseball. They know. And if you don't, if you're new to the game, hey, welcome. Get to know these leagues. Get to know these levels in the minor leagues. It's a lot of fun. Dynasty baseball can be a real game changer. It Could change your life forever.
0: Yeah, because then you. You give your phone number to somebody and then they use it to text you every time you're on the on the clock.
2: <laughs> That's me. That should be me. And I'm glad I have a friend like that who takes care of me. Chad says, I'd love Ben's thoughts on the mountain of a kid that is Emil Morales.
1: Um, he's a guy who's pretty, I mean, they have him listed as shortstop. The kid, I'll be really impressed if he plays left side of the infield at all as a pro outside of complex i mean once he gets to full season this is probably a first baseman um he already has some pretty bad physical moves on the field as it is yeah. and he's but he's 6'3 190 at 16 you know that's that's a <laughs> big and, and and he's big shoulder big fairy big hip scary. this this is this is a guy i what i struggle seeing with him is i did get a chance to watch him take on some in a in a like showcase type thing he took on some guys who had legit mid-90s stuff and when they hit their top end he was swinging right through it and so there's some concern there about you know but more than likely a 16 year old kid probably hasn't seen a whole lot of 95 in his life that's just reality and right i High school junior, I mean, let's, let's you know, that's about what you're talking about here. A high school sophomore, high school junior probably has not faced a whole lot of legit 95 and that's, you know, 95 plus. And so that's anyone has to deal with that. Uh, hmm. To talk about a completely different body style in this system, a guy that oh, kind of surprised a lot of the draft folks with the Dodgers this year is Kendall George. And, he was there. I don't, I, I like him as their, um, I like him as a potential Enrique Bradfield type of profile here, just hmm. holy sh- younger speed, holy crap type of speed, um, the, the only issue is, I mean, the comparison that BA has on him is Juan Pierre, and I think Ugh, Pierre, real. I think. I think Juan Pierre had more of an arm in the outfield. That's a really not good thing for George. Um, he could go get it, but then once he goes to get it, he's going to have trouble throwing the ball back to the infield. Um, but he's a kid who uh, there's a legit chance he hits 300 and it's a true 80 grade speed. Um, but the Dodgers jumped up and got him with the 36 overall pick, which was their first pick this last year in the draft because they were punished with their, because they spent too much money in free agency. Uh, but they they made him their first pick. And I, I just, I love him as an athlete, but it's just interesting. I think if he would have gone to any, uh, any other system, I'd probably be like, yeah, eh, no, that's, that's just a guy, but Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, I don't think there's any power. I think he's going to make a whole lot of contact, but I don't know that he's going to ever get you five home runs, let alone 10. So um, this is a guy that's going to be all about speed, but just the fact that the Dodgers picked him tells me that there's something there. So anyway. Well, it's interesting because they've got now a whole bunch
0: of 20 or under outfield prospects including hope within that um -hmm. shelton depending on what they do with him that they could bring up a core if they so choose and then see who of that core you know who's the guy that can hit who can take the walk we already know who's going to be the one that steals the bases um in george (laughs) but like the idea of of going with george is such an undodger move that there's got to be a real reason they did it right they don't just like casually do it this is a team that makes calculated moves, you know, in 2020, I think they drafted all college pitchers. I believe that was the, yeah, the year they did that. And um, that was Clayton beater's year as well. And I mean, we didn't even discuss the fact that they picked up Trey Sweeney from the Yankees, who was one, a former FYPD draft sweetheart. Um, Yeah. But you know, outside of having a good eye, he hasn't been lighting the torch for fantasy owners since. So, He's now quietly gonna enter that system. He's gonna further become not prospect fatigued. He's gonna be prospect forgotten and then pop up on us in I don't know, two years, 2025, yeah. August, September. And everyone's gonna be like, I remember that name.
1: You know? Yeah. He's gonna take over for Chris Taylor when Chris Taylor finally retires, and we're all gonna be like, wait a minute, I remember him yeah, back yeah. when he was a prospect. Yeah. I can see that happening for sure. Also, I just want to mention that
2: as far as prospects with the name River, River Ryan is not number one. The answer is Kansas City's River Town. That is the number one prospect name of River by far. It's a Bruce Springsteen album in a prospect's name. It's pretty cool. So make sure you check out River Town when we do our Kansas City episode, which, uh, hmm, what is that? I got the schedule in front of me. That'll be soon. Sooner than later, Kansas City. Kansas City is actually
1: next. Oh, for two of of them. We have Royals, Yankees, and Athletics next. So we're going to talk about Vegas. Well, we'll talk uh, about the Vegas mayor (laughs)
2: telling the A's not to come, which is (laughs) funny. Hey, you know, maybe you guys should stay in Oakland. You don't hear that from a mayor like that who's about to receive a professional yeah. team. I was glad to hear her say it, but she also did some backtracking after the fact. You can Google that, find out more about the Vegas mayor yeah. and the Oakland A's run by a scumbag. But there's a lot of scumbag owners in sports, so take a number. There it is! We did it! Everybody, well done. Uh, oh, Chad wants us to know that Jeff Pass is announcing MLBPA is now yeah. certifying agents who represent only minor league players. In order to be certified previously, an agent needed at least one player on a 40-man roster. So thanks, Chad, for that. The live chat, you guys crushed it. You participated. We appreciate that. We'll do the same thing next time with our next adventure in the next big three for 2024. Uh, I'll be on the air Friday doing the Keepers show in the afternoon. It'll be talking about some Keepers right quick. And then... It'll be a whole new episode of the next big three. We got a several episodes still to do leading up to opening day. Make sure you follow Big uh, Ben, Gentle Ben, Big, all of it. You got to say Big Gentle Ben, though. <laughs> That's how you, he's all those things, but you just type it out as Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. I'm at MJ Govier, Blotso Podcast, two L's, Utah. two Z's. And of Give course, two. Robbie Baseball, numerical one. You don't spell that out, it's the number one yeah just like correcto. That. that's uh how you find it also gnostic baseball saying will there ever be a robert gasser show we'll try to do that for well, you gnostic he's, uh,
1: he's on milwaukee we're gonna talk about milwaukee here actually the show right after this coming one so he's not the next show but the show after so there you, there go. you go yeah be patient
2: uh all righty thanks everybody for watching make sure you subscribe like the videos you know all the stuff that supports the show Discord link is in the description. All the connection you need. You want to talk prospects outside of this show, we're in the Discord doing that. We appreciate your time. For Robbie, Ben, I'm Michael. Everybody in the live chat. Well done. We'll see ya. The power of prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wyatt Langford is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the... Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prosperity.